So that was uh, LD50 with their absolutely banging song, uh, In 20. Uh, just one of the many Denver bands that didn't get much coverage in the late 90s. Highly recommend checking their stuff out. Some very nice electronic uh, smooth mixes. That said, we have quite a few fellas on the Q&A this week, so somebody might be walking away with a free copy of Rubbish Randy Crying Behind the Noodles. Uh, this has been a long time coming, but it's finally time to give away a free copy. Uh, at the end of this week's q and I'll be asking a trivia question. You'll have 10 minutes to answer the trivia question. The first one to answer correctly wins that free copy of Rubbish Randy Crying Behind the Noodles. But that'll be at 4.50. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we got, a, yeah, heck, four people on here. Uh, lay, on, lay on the questions. I believe uh, Sandy, you had a question? Yes, I had a question. All right. Uh, what? Why do you have? Why do you not have like an Amazon or some website to sell your comics? Well, I, I do have a website. It's tinyurl.com/nicholascomics. I, I don't have an Amazon because I think Amazon's business practices are, you know, just really uh, not the best. They make their employees urinate in bottles and that whole scandal. So I don't believe it'd be smart to associate myself with a company like that uh, from a business perspective, of course. But uh, if you're interested in the uh, Nicholas Comics website, it's tinyurl.com slash nicholascomics. And uh, you can find all the stuff that used to be on the site, pro tip, at uh, tinyurl.com slash nicholascomicsretired. All the stuff that uh, used to be on the site but isn't anymore for whatever reason. Okay. All right. Uh, any, any other questions? Well, will there any be any other place you might consider like doing comics like digitally or like somewhere electronic where you could purchase the comics? Probably of doing it not. I, I used to sell them. I used to sell them as a PDF, but uh, that just ended up in them getting pirated. Uh, the way I see it, if I send out physical copies instead of PDFs, uh, it's a lot harder to scan them in because I, I send them out glue bound, which means they're pretty much impossible to scan in. Whereas if you have a PDF, you can just link to it. And in fact, that's exactly what happened. Uh, some troll said that they sent in for some comics and uh, they hadn't. And then I sent them a free PDF and they leaked they this free PDF and there's still a pirated uh, copy going out around uh, somewhere. But, you know, I don't endorse copyright infringement. So I, I think the PDF is a pretty insecure format. Uh, and, you know, I just like, I, I just feel a physical copy is a better deal overall. Uh, when the, uh, when the pandemic started, I, uh, I offered PDFs. Uh, in fact, I offered like $3 PDFs. Nobody wanted them. So I assume that's not much of a, uh, nobody really wants PDFs. It, it's just not that good a deal. Uh, if that makes sense. Hmm. Well, you mentioned copyright a few minutes, not a few minutes, a few seconds back. Do you actually own copyright on the characters or? Uh, yes, every, everyone owns a copyright to the to the characters and intellectual property they invent, whether whether you register with Congress or not. Uh, that's how it is here in America, anyway. You don't need to register your stuff. 
uh, if you invent it, it, it is your copyrighted material. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how it is here in America. Uh, to the to the best of my knowledge, anyway. I've uh, I, I I don't think you can create something and and then someone will be like, yeah, this is mine now. I don't think that's how it works. I think you'd still have easily you'd easily still have grounds to sue them. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Any other questions? Me. Alright, one from Soup. Yeah, go for uh, it. This is more of a personal question, not related to the comics. Uh, Alright. What's your current favorite music album? Gosh, favorite music what? album? That is, that is quite quite a, an interesting question. Uh, uh, my favorite album. Uh, Talking Heads Remain in Light is pretty good. Uh, I like a lot of uh, I like a lot of seventies uh, psych rock. Uh, gosh, best album. In terms of construction, I I would probably go with the Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Uh, in terms of uh, overall sound, I'd I'd probably go with the Remain in Light. Uh, that's just me. Uh, any other questions? Um, what, what were some of your biggest inspirations when working on your comics? Well, uh, the inspirations differ. Generally, I, I, I take a large influence from the uh, cartoonists of the early 20th century, Rube Goldberg, George Harriman, Bud Fisher. Uh, but I try not to emulate them too much. I try to create a distinctive Nicholas Comics house style. Uh, the inspiration for each is different. If I recall, Herman the Hitchhiker was inspired by a trip to Last Chance, Colorado. It was the first time I had seen any landscape so desolate and empty. And I thought, what if there was a stoner out here who smoked marijuana and, and got rides? And I thought that, that could be the basis for a really fun and interesting comic about a cross-country adventure. Uh, College Buddies was inspired, of course, by the uh, Charlottesville riots, the uh, Brett Kavanaugh scandal, the, the Mueller scandal, the various scandals of the Trump administration. Yeah. And uh, the series reflects the ideas and uh, consciousness of the American public during the Trump administration, I would say. It's, it's a very uh, politically pertinent comic. Ah, okay. Apologies to hear my brother yelling in the background. He can get a little angry sometimes. That's all right, sir. Any other questions? Um, What's your what? biggest fear? My biggest fear, gosh. Uh, I suppose my biggest fear is uh, somebody stealing my identity and pretending like the, the comics are theirs. That's uh, probably definitely my biggest fear. Someone did that once, and uh, uh, it was genuinely unnerving. Uh, the, the videos from this uh, strange period are still up if you're interested in seeing them. Uh, Nick Shakira is the channel you'll, you'll want to go to. There are just some bizarre videos on there, uh, genuinely uh crazy stuff this this sort of stuff that creepy pastas are made out of uh there's one called uh, rest in peace nicholas cicada the extent to which i got harassed back in the day for my comics is uh, genuinely unsettling and uh you know it's just it's just another uh i mean i'm surprised there aren't more uh, there isn't more coverage of it because it's really interesting 
I, I got some crazy, uh, I got some crazy levels of a uh, flack back in the day. That's interesting. Yeah. So what what made you start with the comics? Well, I'd say what made me start with the comics is a, a genuine appreciation of the medium. Uh, since a very young age, I've been reading comics, and from a very young age, I've always known that I wanted to draw comics because I think comics uh, can do things uh, other mediums can't. Uh, the combination of words and images in sequential order leads to some very interesting routines and setups, and uh, you know, panel orientation. And I think I think I can really uh, utilize that to, to the fullest and uh, make the most of it. I think comics are or an underrated medium as far as that goes. And I think uh, not enough people give them credit where credit's due. There's some really great comics out there. True. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite movies? Some of my favorite movies, uh, I'd say, I'd say uh, generally the uh, John Landis catalog, uh, the John Hughes catalog. Um, I like a lot of... Uh, Sci-fi and horror, speckle of fiction, of course. Um, a lot of things from the 60s and 70s. Not so much 40s or 50s, but 60s and 70s. Uh, by the 80s, it starts getting boring. Uh, there are a few movies past the year 2000 I consider uh, masterpieces, but there are a few. Uh, mm. My favorite movies, I'd say... Uh, gosh, uh experimental stuff uh, obscure type stuff that doesn't get covered much uh, that that's that's kind of my uh, my whole deal other questions are you familiar with david lynch yeah i am familiar with david lynch uh his stuff is okay i recall reading a uh, book called night sun by an author named dan vining and this book presents a bizarre alternate future, uh, an alternate near future, where David Lynch runs a brothel, and he's surrounded by uh, concubines, and he owns a virtual reality game that is uh, a bit like one of his movies, except it's in virtual reality, and you get it implanted into your skin. I don't know exactly how David Lynch feels about this portrayal of him as some sort of weird 80-year-old... Uh, virtual reality designer i don't think dan vining got uh, his permission but it's a fascinating portrayal of the guy nonetheless and probably even more interesting than anything in any of his movies uh my 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 favorite david lynch thing of course being the nick cage movie wild at heart which i think is uh, definitely lynch's best movie my least favorite i'd have to say would be a uh, twin peaks firewalk with me i think it's 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 a very lame adaptation of the show and uh, doesn't do anything the show didn't do. Uh, do you have a daily routine? Yeah, yeah. I spend most I spend most of the day uh, hanging up signs locally, mainly. Uh, that takes up a lot of my time. Also, uh, you know, producing content that that takes up a large chunk of my time. I used to post on Reddit a lot, but I've uh, I've I've quit doing that because uh, I don't know. It's it's not a very good site for advertising. I've 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 looked for other venues as as the years have gone by. Mm -hmm. 
Do you like live with anybody else, or do you just live by yourself? Yeah, I live with my mother. It's ah, interesting. Okay. Denver's Does she great. know about the the comics and absolutely. stuff? Absolutely, she absolutely knows. She's a one hundred percent supportive, and uh, you know she thinks I'm going to be the next big cartoonist, and I I, I firmly believe that as well. Uh, there aren't that many cartoonists here in Denver. I think I can single-handedly corner the uh, Denver comics market. There just aren't that many cartoonists here in Denver. It's a nice city, but uh, as far as cartoon uh, is, you know, as far as comics go, there just aren't that many. So I think I'll be uh, targeting a an open market is the economic oh, term. Minute, I'll be I'll be targeting a market that doesn't really exist and that nobody knows they need. But you know, every city needs a good comic, and I think. Nicholas Comics can definitely deliver to the uh, Denver metropolitan area. Really nice. Comic strips or comic books, huh? Go on. Uh, how, much, how much is uh, with that question? Well, were you, you going to say something? I'll ask after. No, that. no, no, that's that's fine. Go, go ahead. Okay, well, I was going to ask, do you prefer comic strips or comic books? Probably comic books. Uh, you know, you can just tell a lot better story in a comic book. I think generally comic strips used to be good, you know, back when in the Sunday comics, you had a full page for a comic. You could tell an interesting story like that when one one entire page was dedicated to one entire comic. But these days, this the Sunday comics aren't any bigger than the normal comics. And uh, the the comic strips as of late have just been very underwhelming. Dilbert and Adam at home and. Uh, Baldo and uh, what's the other one? Uh, they're just not very uh, interesting. They, they don't have anything going for them. I th I think uh, I think definitely the uh, future is in comic books because you can just tell so many more interesting stories without the limitations uh, that you know writing for a newspaper uh, creates. I used to think about. Uh, you know, going to a newspaper and being like, yeah, I'm going to draw a comic for you. But then I realized, you know, I don't want to work under some a giant news empire because, you know, that, that, that's that, that, you know, they they control how much space you have, what you can put in your comic. It's really lame. So uh, I've given up on that. And I, I feel that uh, definitely comic books are the way to go moving forward just because, uh, you know, you can do a lot more interesting things with them. What are some of your favorite comic books? Some of my favorite comic books. That's a good question. Uh, anything published by DC from uh, about 1939 to 1955. Uh, the entirety of the EC catalog with the, I suppose, exclusion of the Mad Comic. Um, I, I also like uh, Charlton Comics, Fawcett Comics. Uh, about the only comics I don't like are post-1955 DC or uh, Marvel from 1960 onwards. Hmm. Uh, what are your opinions on manga? Have you read any? Uh, my opinions on manga are that uh, it's I, I don't see the appeal of it. I don't see why so many people are into it. I don't think very many mangas are that good. Mainly just because uh, comics are an American invention, which isn't to say other countries can't do them good, but they are an American invention. The first cartoonist, R.F. Outcult, was an American. And animation is a French invention. The first animated cartoon on record is French. 
uh, I think I think from its outset, anime has been kind of problematic. Uh, the creator of uh, Astro Boy and uh, Kimba the White Lion, Osamu Tezuka, had a lot of blackface in his stuff, and I can't endorse that. Uh, also, I, I, I watched an Astro Boy on VHS tape. It was like six episodes of Astro Boy, and by the end, my brain was numb. It was one of the worst cartoons I had ever seen, and it wasn't just because of the language barrier. If it had been in Japanese, and I had been able to understand it in Japanese, it still would have been uh, an incredibly subpar cartoon. Uh, it, it just doesn't have it, that good writing. Uh, I haven't seen any other mangas or animes, but uh, you know, from what I've seen, it's just not that great. I prefer a manhwa, which is from, from China. I think China has some really good comics coming out. Uh, and, uh, I was only, I was only alerted to the existence of Manhua about like two months ago, but since then I've just been reading it like crazy and I'm like, wow, how didn't I know about this? It's so much better than manga, um, or anime or whatnot. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Are you <clears throat> planning on doing any more movies? Yeah, I, I do plan on uh, putting out a movie every year, every other year. It takes a lot of effort uh, to put together uh, two hours of footage that's that edited, you know, that polished. Uh, my first movie, Vice, had very minimal editing. My second movie, Breakthrough, also had pretty minimal editing. Uh, but even so, editing two hours of that footage can be real difficult, especially if you've got to film it all and to voice it all and direct it all. But uh, the Orwellians was really fun to make, even though it was a heck of a lot of work. It, uh, it, it, it was a, it was, it was a lot of fun to put together and uh, figure out, put all the pieces in. And uh, there's nothing quite as satisfying as seeing, you know, two hours of content you've shot and edited down from like three hours of raw footage. Uh, you know, putting all that together, seeing how it goes. And uh, it's kind of like a little puzzle. And I do plan on putting out some more movies in the years up ahead. My goal is to put out as many movies as Hitchcock did, which I believe is around 30. I plan on definitely making more, more movies than my least favorite director, Quentin Tarantino, who only put out 10, or will only put out 10 once his 10th movie comes out, after which he'll retire and start writing novels. I plan on putting out at least 30 movies, uh, assuming one per year or per every other year. You film the movies by yourself, right? Right, absolutely. It's a hundred percent done by me. Uh, no outside influence. Just uh, one camera and and some interesting practical effects. Uh, in the Orwellians, for instance, I, uh, I took a, I took an old helicopter I have, which is remote controlled, but it doesn't work anymore. It's not a drone or anything. It's just a a basic type one motor uh, helicopter. I, I I attached it with thread to the ceiling, and the end effect is is just great. It looks it looks really nice. Uh, I, I try and put some innovative practical effects in there. Given the opportunity, would you want a camera crew or in like other? Probably not. I think I think the uh, general idea of film is that too many cooks do spoil the kitchen. Also, I've seen the end credits of some movies, and they're just absolutely wild. There's like 500 people on one movie. I don't think you need 500 people to make a good movie. Maybe 10 at the most. Uh, I think once you get up into the hundreds, once your crew reaches that level, 
that's when things start getting ridiculous and the movie is without focus or direction. I, I wouldn't argue that the director is always the main voice behind a film. That's a common misconception. I think the most important role in, in the production of a film is the writing. Uh, I've, I've read a lot of books on uh, screenwriting technique, uh, script structure. Uh, I believe one was called The Art of Screenwriting. It's a very long type essay slash guide on uh, creating a screenplay. My movies are, for the most part, entirely unscripted. Uh, they're loosely planned from the outset, and uh, that way I can ensure spontaneity in uh, line delivery and, and the like. But I think the most important part of a film is definitely the writing, or at the very least, the premise. Uh, a director can do all he wants, but you know, at the end of the day, a script is what really make really gives a movie its uh, charm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on? on making any more contests for the server? Uh, more contests. Yeah, I do plan on, on making more contests. I do like giving out free comics. Uh, the Superimposition contest has some really great entries so far. I definitely suggest entering if you haven't already, because uh, I'm going to give out a free comic. Probably not Rubbish Randy, because I'm going to be giving out Rubbish Randy in about a, a little under uh, two hours here. But I would suggest entering the superimposition contest. The Nicholas Comics Moment contest was also really fun. We had some great entries. Uh, for instance, there was one where uh, it was like the the Twilight Zone. That one's lost now, but it, it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely will be running more contests. I think it's it's nice to really engage with the fan base, see what you got cooking up. You know, give give you an opportunity to win a free comic it's uh it's a lot of fun the contests are are great they really uh add to the uh flavor of the server and uh yeah there will be one after the superimposition contest one after that after that you know because uh after after the contest is over of course i take all the entries and put them into one video for uh, everyone to enjoy and uh you know there's some very interesting entries that come out of uh just just a basic prompt uh, already in the superimposition contest, you got just some fascinating stuff. Um, so th- I'm not sure what the next contest will be. Uh, it takes you know it takes some thought to come up with a prompt that'll that'll get some interesting responses. But rest assured, there will be more contests uh, up ahead. What do you think of an advertisement uh, contest? An advertisement contest? Yeah. Uh, that that could be interesting. I I, I generally I think uh, I think I could come up I could probably come up with a more interesting premise than that. But uh, yeah, I I, I suppose uh, the only real trouble being I don't post on Reddit anymore, so there'd really be no point in generating all these ads. But uh, I have some I have some fun I have some fun ads. I have them all archived on my hard drive, and uh, they all look pretty good. Uh, any other questions? Um, well, I had one, but now I forgot. Oh, yeah. Um, how far do you ship comics? Anywhere on the globe? Or? Yeah, anywhere on the globe. I uh, pretty much ship internationally. I ship to Europe, uh, Canada. I've shipped uh, one to Italy, uh, one to Canada. I've shipped uh, to at least five states. Oh, we got Bardingo on here. Uh, yeah, I've shipped, I've shipped, I ship all over. I, uh, I, I, 
I, I really don't believe in, you know, putting any restrictions on where I ship because let's be honest at this point, we've got a globalized mail network and you can ship something from Japan to the U.S. in like uh, five days. So, yeah, I, I ship to any country that uh, takes mail pretty much. So I guess not Saudi Arabia or North Korea, but aside from those, yeah, pretty much anywhere. I just want uh, to say that I'm very happy that I'm here for a live taping of the Nicholas Comics Q&A podcast. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you got a question? Uh, what's your favorite type of sandwich? Favorite type of sandwich? That's, that's a good one. I suppose uh, my favorite type of sandwich is probably a deli-type sandwich, uh, roast beef, uh, some Avardi cheese, mustard, mayonnaise, uh, maybe an avocado in there. That, that's, that's probably my uh, favorite. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite sandwich. Anywho, we're giving away a free copy of Rubbish Randy at the end of this week's Q&A. So. It, it should be an interesting uh, question. I try and make the trivia question easy to answer, even if you haven't read uh, the comic. The first time I tried giving away a free copy of Rubbish Randy... It was a. Uh, it was a little difficult because, uh, you know, I, I I think the question was too hard in retrospect. So this week it's going to be really easy, and uh, you'll definitely be able to guess it even if you haven't read any of my comics. So I think somebody is going to win the uh, free copy of Rubbish Randy here. Some Other questions? Don't appreciate good art when they see it. So yeah, some welcome. people don't. And what I find strange is that Rubbish Randy has a lot more shading and a lot more technique than any of my previous work, and yet people still diss it. And uh, in the Filthy Frank server, for instance, they said that my style hadn't developed. I suppose maybe it hasn't developed since uh, the Rubbish Randy memes, the original 25 meme series, but in terms of like since college buddies, it's it's noticeably different. Uh, Rubbish Randy... It has a lot more backgrounds, a lot more, uh, a lot more details, um, which isn't to say all my comics going forward will be like that. But it's an interesting comic, and it definitely has some sharp art. Mm-hmm. Other question? Um, what are your thoughts on pixel art? My thoughts on pixel art. You know, there's some good pixel art out there. I'm not, I wouldn't say there isn't. But uh, I, I think it's it's limited. I think, you know, technically all 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 JPEGs and PNGs and GIFs are pixels. But I, th- I think when you reduce it to you know twenty pixels by twenty pixels or something, you can't, you can't do that much with it. But there's some interesting examples out there, and I suppose you know the best art comes from uh, limiting yourself, kind of. So. So pixel art, with its restraints and uh, rules as to how big a uh, how how big a canvas can be, kind of is kind of a challenging. Say that. Well, doesn't necessarily a limit on how big a canvas can be. You can make it as big as you wish. It's just about. Well, yeah, but but at a point, it stops being pixel art and just starts being a blurry picture, and then it becomes a, a high res picture, uh, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? What is your favorite flavor of milk? Favorite flavor? I'd I'd have to go with uh, just normal milk. Uh, almond milk's pretty good. I'll be honest. Almond milk is okay. 
but uh, just plain milk is probably the best best flavor. Are your comics unique? Like, do you need one copy? Uh, no, no. I I I print out. Uh, I I got them all scanned in, and then I print them out and glue bind them, and I can make as many copies as I want. Uh, my printer is very economic in that regard, so uh, I keep I keep the originals. But uh, yeah, that that's just not a very sustainable model to only create one copy of something. It's kind of wasteful, you know, especially considering that some laser printers these days can put out like 1,000 pages per uh, toner cartridge, which mine does. So I figure I may as well make the most of it, scan all my work in, make sure it's secure, and uh, release it uh, copy by copy. Have you ever regretted writing a comic? Have I ever regretted writing a comic? That's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess looking back, I have regretted writing a few comics. Uh, some of my earlier work is kind of. Eh. There are some concepts that I have left on the drawing board from time to time. Um, there are some projects that I just haven't followed through with. Like there was supposed to be a comic for a Mark the Nicholas hating troll. There's a there's a Beardo and Baldo comic that's been in development hell since like 2018. There was supposed to be a 5280 magazine issue number two that I never uh, went through with. But for the most part, I'd say my catalog is pretty solid. And even something I wrote all the way back in 2016, like Herman the Hitchhiker, it really holds up today. Uh, and I, I am absolutely not embarrassed of the good stuff I've drawn, like College Buddies. A lot of people have said that a college buddies looks like something that I'd want to disown or uh, distance myself from. But as far as I'm concerned, it's definitely one of my better works. And uh, I have no embarrassment or guilt about drawing it. And uh, I, I stand by it. It's it's a good comic. And uh, it's definitely an enjoyable comic. I think it's one of the your strongest uh, uh, writing-wise as well, college buddy. My strongest comic writing-wise, uh, my strongest comic writing-wise is, yeah, I'd say College Buddies. It has a lot of clever wordplay, uh, clever, clever routines. I really made sure to to have every every panel and every page packed full of references and fun stuff uh, for the reader to enjoy, but. Uh, my, the new the new issues of Herman the Hitchhiker really give College Buddies a run for its money, like I've said, and they might actually be more well written than College Buddies. But for the time being, I'd say yeah, College Buddies is my uh, best best uh, comic in terms of writing. Where do you um, see Nicholas Comics in five years? I see Nicholas Comics being a lot bigger than they currently are. I see Nicholas Comics having taken over at least half of the Denver Comics market, if not all of it. Uh, currently, my competition is pretty weak. Uh, the only other local cartoonist isn't even from Denver. He's from the East Coast, and his comics are pretty, pretty low quality as far as comics go. Uh, if you'd like to see his work, uh, look up uh, Coral Christian Crumpholes. I call him a Coral Christian dump holes because his comics are some of the lowest quality stuff I've, I think I've ever seen. And uh, it, I'm glad I live in Denver. 
and not a big, you know, not a city like uh, New York or Los Angeles, because I'm sure, you know, the comic markets over there are full of uh, cartoonists. But uh, as far as I can tell, I'm the only independent comics distributor in the metropolitan Denver area. And I, I deliver to the entire Denver area. In five years, I'd say I'll have a lot more equipment so I can uh, produce more interesting content. I'll have, uh, uh, I'll have a better light box so I can animate more. I'll have, uh, I'll have a, uh, uh, I'll have a better delivery system set up. Currently, my delivery system is pretty good. It's pretty fast. I can deliver a comic uh, the same day. Uh, pretty much, uh, it takes about five hours maximum to reach any any spot in in Denver. So, but for, yeah, five years, I definitely see uh, some good stuff, uh, much better than what I'm currently putting out. Because I'll have a lot more resources and a lot more. Uh, Stuff to mess around with, which is always exciting. And when and how did your comics start? Well, as I said, I've been interested in comics from a very young age, probably like five or something was when I uh, read my first comic, and I was instantly hooked. So I've been drawing comics ever since like I was five. Uh, go back to like 2007, there's stuff I drew. But, uh, I, I started selling the comics around 2018. Uh, I, I finally just decided that it was time to start selling the comics because I had a huge body of work built up, like like 30 titles, and I figured that was enough to market and sell. So uh, that's that's when I started selling them. But as for when I started drawing them, uh, it was a long time ago, definitely over a decade. You ever considered moving your comic creation to something more digital, like with like a drawing tablet, perhaps? Probably not. I prefer the look of a mechanical pencil. I, 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 I feel that a drawing, drawing digitally kind of looks uh, not that great, especially if uh, you're drawing with a mouse. I think the hand has a lot more uh, coordination to it, a lot more uh, flair. You know, it, it has a certain flavor that I think is uh, visually appealing. And uh, as far as the media I, I, I use to draw with goes, I mean, I am open to all kinds of different uh, mediums. Like, uh, I, for instance, my comic Shade is uh, done with Sharpie and typewriter, and it looks pretty good. Um, I'm not talking like fine tip Sharpie. I'm talking like the normal width of Sharpie. And uh, it actually looks pretty good. The end result is pretty interesting. Um but mainly, I like a mechanical pencil or a ballpoint pen. Either one looks pretty good. And they both have their own pros and cons. And the, the end result of a comic uh, drawn in ballpoint pen is very different from that of mechanical pencil and vice versa. They look very different, but they both have their own charm. Do you have any tips for beginner comic artists? Yeah, uh, my tips would be to uh, generally don't look at uh, the comics everyone says are the best for inspiration, because most of the comics everyone says are the best, like a Watchmen or Mouse, are pretty low quality, uh, and most of the good comics are pretty hard to find, because you know they don't get put in reprints much, and the reprints that do exist are kind of expensive. So I would suggest. Just uh, draw whatever you feel like. If you have an interesting story on your mind, 
then go ahead and draw that out, and it'll be interesting. If it's an interesting story, then, uh, you know, it'll be worth doing. I'd, I'd say don't worry about technique too much. Uh, if it's an interesting story, then, you know, if, you, if your art isn't the best, then the interesting story will compensate for that. But the, uh, the idea is to stuff every page and panel full of as much content as possible. And by doing that, you can ensure a satisfying comics experience. Are you satisfied with the art quality of Nicholas Comics? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say I'd say my my art is uh, absolutely some of the some good stuff. I I took an art class in high school, and it was it was awful. Uh, the only thing anyone was focused on in there was technique. We'd spend like twenty minutes on end just uh, drawing like a, a geometric shape. And I found this to be the most monotonous type stuff I, I'd ever seen. And uh, on average, the stuff everyone else was drawing wasn't even that great. And me, someone without any experience, uh, any formal experience, going into this art class, I drew better than everyone else in it. And I just find that kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm absolutely satisfied with the uh, caliber of art I put out. My, my work has a very retro feel to it. It feels like something that might have been drawn in the 1950s. Uh, it, it has that sort of look to it. Uh, I used to think there was one comic that looked exactly like how I draw, but then I just realized, you know, over time, uh, with exposure to different comics, I had I had kind of constructed my own style from the ground up, and I'm very proud of that. The Nicholas Comics house style is instantly recognizable. You can tell when a comic's a Nicholas comic. Uh, it, it has a very... It has a very uh, eye-catching type look to it, and you can definitely tell when's that. And that's the goal of a really good cartoonist, to be able to tell when it's uh, so-and-so's comic. Any other questions? Trying to think. Anybody else have a question? Uh... Have you written any novels? Yeah, I have written novels. Uh, my first one, Nightlife, clocks in at about 80,000 words. If I recall correctly, that was written back in 2018. My second novel, uh, Ursatz, was written in 2019. It also clocks in at around 80,000 words. Uh, both novels have been available in the Nicholas Comics catalog, uh, I believe, since its inception. I've always offered them. They've always been on my site, uh, offered up. But uh, my most recent literary project would be the science fiction anthology Graffiti on the Walls of Pierce Brassens Garage, which came out, uh, I believe, in 2019. And it's a 15-story science fiction anthology uh, in the vein of uh, Damon Knight or uh, Harlan Ellison, just a classic-type science fiction anthology with some fun concepts. Um, that's my most recent. I'm working on some new stuff, including a cyberpunk novel. Which uh, should be interesting, considering I don't possess much uh, computer or technical knowledge. What's some of your favorite genres? Like, like just said, cyberpunk and such. Yeah, uh, I I believe cyberpunk can be done right. I like I like uh, just science fiction in general. I think if there's a good science fiction compilation, uh, that's pretty much my jam. Like, uh, if, you know, if I see the the 
you know, 100 best stories of 1965 or something, I'll definitely go for that. Uh, I think a lot of science fiction these days is pretty subpar. Uh, the genre has definitely uh, hit, hit a low point. Mean, meanwhile, horror has kind of hit a high point. Um, as, as far as subgenres go, I'd say I like, uh, I, I like time travel stories quite a bit. Um, those are always fun. I've read H.G. Uh, Wells' the Time Machine. I've read uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau by H.G. Wells. I've read uh, First Men on the Moon by H.G. Wells. And uh, I'm familiar with the uh, works of uh, Ray Bradbury, uh, Isaac Asimov, Emma Knight, like I said, and uh, Harlan Nelson, like I said. Oh, and Kurt Vonnegut. If someone offered to purchase the movie rights for one of your comics or novels, would you allow them, or would you? Well, probably not. I think, uh, for instance, the College Buddies movie has been in development hell since 2019, but if it was made, it would have animation similar to the animation shown in the Breast Alcohol Establishment music video. I think, really, the only way to translate the College Buddies would be to give them uh, traditional 2D animation. Because they're very rudimentary as far as form goes. I don't think they would work in 3D animation. Which, if, if a movie studio offered to buy the rights to, to a movie of mine, I think they'd probably go that route. And I don't think that's the right route to take the college buddies in. Because let's be honest, their bodies are one-dimensional. So how can, how can you 3D animate something that on paper uh, is one-dimensional? Their bodies are just sticks. I don't think that would look very good. I think it looks a lot better... Oh, with 2D animation. So, as far as College Buddies the movie goes, I plan on uh, getting getting a professional light box with different settings, and uh, just going to town, drawing 100 frames, 100,000, uh, to make that movie complete. Uh, that probably won't be coming out to like 2025 or something, but it's it's an interesting project nonetheless, and I think it, it'd be very interesting to see the College Buddies on the big screen in fully animated 24 frames per second form. Uh, as far as uh, any other movie, I think I could probably make it better than some movie studio could because, I mean, it's my movie, my vision, my uh, my idea to begin with. So I think as far as that goes, I could probably uh, do it a lot better than a movie studio could. Would you be would you like a theater release for any of your movies or just a YouTube release? Yeah, a theater release would definitely be nice. I've been I've been considering that for some time. Uh, most theaters will only show the big studio stuff, like a Paramount Universal, but there are a few local uh, movie theaters, film festivals you can enter and try and get your uh, stuff in. And I think if the Orwellians was entered into a movie festival, let's be honest, it would probably win all the awards because it's just a darn good movie. But uh, sometimes there's an entry fee. Another big obstacle is the length requirement. Some some really uh, lame movie festivals require the movie to be like 30 minutes or something, which, let's be honest, that's not a gosh darn movie. If I'm going to make a movie, I'm going to make it two hours feature length, uh, you know, because I, I, I don't take half measures. Either I make a movie or I make a short little video. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely submit uh, the Orwellians to a uh, film festival if it was free and they allowed two-hour movies. I'd, I'd probably go for that. Yeah. 
Any other questions? Some interesting questions this week. Do you have any like pets? Yeah, I got two chickens. Uh, they show up in some of my videos. Got, got I got sent them last year. Uh, I believe oh. it was June. Uh, but yeah, I, I got some chickens. That's not very a interesting animals. Day. Yeah. yeah, it's not a pet you see every day, but they are one of the most domesticated animals in human history. Uh, there are more animals on Earth than people. Uh, there, there are more chickens on, on Earth than people. There are like 15 billion chickens and only 7 billion people, like 3 billion dogs. There are, there are tons of chickens. It's crazy. The worldwide chicken population is, is uh, enormous. Anyway, you play any video question? games? You play any Do video I play games? any video games? Uh, nah, I, I really don't think video games are that interesting a medium compared to novels or, or movies or you know books or, or comics. I think I think video games really don't offer anything that a good movie or a good book really can't. Besides the interactive aspect, which. Uh, all in all, you know, you can program three endings into a game, but at the end of the day, any simulation of reality will be limited in scope. You can't create a perfect simulation of reality because that would require too much memory. Currently, humanity isn't able to create a perfect simulation of reality. Uh, I don't believe that's really the goal of video games to begin with. I think video games only serve their function when they're designed to do something a board game couldn't do, uh, to pit the player against a computerized opponent that works on algorithms. For instance, I think the best video games are Space Invaders, Pac-Man, Qbert, and the like, because, not just because they're old, but because they, they function as a form of entertainment that previously was unavailable. You couldn't have a Pac-Man board game because Pac-Man's movements and the movements of the ghosts that chase him around are determined by a computer algorithm. Only a video game can do that. These days, video games are trying to tell stories, and I don't think video games uh, should do that. I don't think any of the stories told by video games these days are that good. And honestly, I don't think a video game can tell a better story than a novel, especially given the technical limitations of a video game and the limitless capacity of the human brain filling in the blanks and uh, visual details in a novel uh, when reading a novel. So overall, I'd say that uh, video games aren't a very promising medium. Uh, there might be a release sometime that uh, changes my mind and makes me go, wow, yeah, this is the ultimate stuff. This is the greatest story I've ever heard. But I, I, I honestly can't say I've ever seen a video game that surprises me or shocks me or makes me think, whoa, this is some next-level stuff. I, in, in, as far as I can tell, they'll always just be fancier versions of Pac-Man. And until video games can admit that they're just, you know, that they're just uh, Pac-Man at the end of the day, they're just a computer algorithm, you know, I think... That's, that's what leads to Gamergate and all that gatekeeping stuff, because... Uh, you know, video games have developed a weird, a weird type of uh, fan base that you don't really see in other mediums. You don't see anyone gatekeeping, uh, you know, movies. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, I prefer pinball because pinball has never pretended to be anything other than just simple fun entertainment. Uh, and much like with video games, it's controlled by an electronic, you know, computer processor. 
or at least the newer pinball games are, and they're a lot more fun than the older ones. But uh, I think pinball is a much better sport, and I think it doesn't get enough enough recognition because it's been around longer than video games. It's a lot more interesting than video games. It takes a lot more skill, a lot more strategy because you're dealing with physical elements. And, and I think I, th I think pinball is pretty much where it's at in terms of uh, electronic entertainment. All right, we got Lockstitch on here. Uh, Yo, you have up? any questions? Uh, I do not have any questions. I'm just sort of here just listen to you guys. Okay. All right, sure. I hope you don't mind. Someone else? No, that's fine. That's fine. Feel free to listen in. Uh, any, any other questions? Well, I was going to say, you seem to enjoy a lot of things from previous decades. Do you wish you could have been, like, alive back then? Or are you satisfied being alive now and just being able to look yeah, back? Yeah, probably it? not. I do like being able to look back on the uh, past decades. I, I don't think the past decades were necessarily inferior. I don't think history is a constant progression from a not advanced to advanced. It's a very simplistic way of looking at, a, at, at time. But, uh, yeah, I'd say I do enjoy living in the postmodern era. I think postmodernism has a lot of advantages over uh, just, you know, plain old modernism. I think with constant references to the past, you can, you know, you can compare things and look at things. And it's a lot more interesting. I think if I lived in like the 50s or something, I'd, I'd be I'd be stuck, which would be really boring. And, and now, of course, I'm still stuck, but at least now I have a lot of interesting stuff to look back at. Whereas if I was around the 50s, you know, I'd be missing out on so much stuff that had yet to be made. Personally, I don't see much interesting stuff being made in the future, so I don't really have anything to look forward to much. So that's nice. I think there's a lot of stuff already out in the past that's worth looking at and talking about really and thinking really about. So that's really nice. I, I, I wouldn't say I'd want to live Just in the past. I might want to time travel back there, spend like a week there or something, you know, just for educational purposes. But as far as living back there full time, probably not. At Pug Studio 48, uh, if you have a question, go ahead and ask it. Or if you don't have a mic, then go ahead and type it in voice chat. Any, any and all questions are uh, up today. Some very interesting questions this week. What do you think of social media? What do I think of social media? That's that's a good question. I think in general it's okay. I think it gets kind of a bad rap. I think uh, some sites are better than others, like Facebook, for instance, is pretty much useless. And I do think it's important to keep all social media sites in perspective. And, uh, you know, compared to old Web.10 forums, I think uh, they're, they're just the same, you know. I, I don't do you think... think uh, do you think some people oversaturate like the internet saying is a bad thing or some shit like that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's a common trope. I wouldn't say the internet is a bad thing. I'd say it can be, you know, it's just a tool. Uh, they said the same thing about television when it first came out. Same thing about phones when they first came out. I, I'm certainly not scared of the internet. It's been around for 25 years at this point. Uh, am I scared of newer inventions? Like, uh, you know, am I scared of newer stuff? Sure. I'm not scared of the internet. It's been around a long time. Uh, it, it's not worth being scared about at this point. It's, it's perfectly normal. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say there are some really off, you know, there's some dumb stuff on the internet, but there's a lot of good stuff too. It's, it's harder to find. It's buried underneath all the rubbish, but I mean, if you find it, then, you know, 
is some good stuff. Yeah. Mm. And would you like to travel to another place of the world? Like, would I like to travel? Yeah, probably. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go by airplane. I'd I'd, I'd go by train. Uh, I'd say out of all the places I'd like to check out, uh, probably Canada. Probably go up there on the uh, Vista Dome. Uh, Vista Domes are an American invention. They're the sort of train where you can see out a dome on the top and you can kind of see all around. As opposed to the standard train car format where you can just see out the window. Uh, they were an American type train, but now Canada owns all of them. And they're in danger of going extinct. So I'd like to ride on the Vista Dome. Uh, through the Canadian Rockies, probably. Uh, that, that'd be interesting. I think Canada is an interesting country. Uh, as far as anywhere else goes, I, I'd probably want to visit France or Italy. Uh, the European countries are very nice, and uh, I'd, I'd like to experience the uh, famed European Union synchronicity, uh, how the European Union functions as a smooth and, uh, you know, just very, very tight machine. They have things perfected down to a science over there. I'd like to uh, visit France or uh, somewhere on mainland. Who the hell is doing that? Um, Nicholas, I think your mic is kind of messing up. Nicholas? We, we can't hear you if you're trying to speak. Yeah, yeah it sounds kind of like Hello? We, I don't, if you're trying to say something, then we can't. Technical difficulties. Suppose so. I think somewhere, but I'm not. Sure, where? Oh, fuck. Your microphone is still on, by the way. Maybe he just went to go get something. It it seems to be uh, picking up. Uh, you're oh, that? Yeah, there you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. great. There you uh, any other questions? My microphone is a little shaky. It cuts out sometimes. I don't know why. It, it's a good microphone. But... but go ahead and uh, ask ask more questions. It's currently about an hour till I give away the free copy of Rubbish Randy. So stick around for that. Uh, well, any other questions? You mentioned you would not want to go by airplane. Why is that? Well, I think airplane is a, really a, a stupid way to travel. Uh, one of the reasons airplanes always get hijacked is because they're, you know, 30,000 feet off the ground. Even if statistically they're not likely to crash, that gives a terrorist a lot of leverage. Uh, I spoke about this about a year ago. Uh, 
But if we converted entirely to trains, terrorists would have no leverage. They'd have nothing to bargain with because the train is on the ground and you can put a button in the train that instantly stops the train and then police can arrive, even though trains are a much faster method of transportation because they can go a lot faster unimpeded by traffic. Over in Europe and Japan, uh, they have bullet trains, and those work like a breeze. They just, you know, swoosh right through. And I think if America adopted that instead of airplanes, which are uh, just not a very great way to travel, the jokes about, oh, man, TSA is checking my bags, and, oh, man, I've, I've, got, I've got to, you know, I've got, I've got such a delay. You know, that wouldn't happen if you use trains, because trains are just a much more efficient method of transportation. Oh, uh, that, that's as I see it. Anywho, I think, I think planes are very overrated. I mean, sure. Yeah. You get to be 30,000 feet off the ground, but that's very dangerous. And if one thing goes wrong, I mean, airplanes these days are built like a gosh darn supercomputer, you know, one switch pressed wrong or something, you could plummet to your death. Whereas on a train, there's like no hazard. Sure. The train could tip, but that's very unlikely. The most, the worst that could happen is that the train would just come to a stop and you could step out. That's, that's the, the worst that could happen with a train. So, you know, I, th I think in terms of safety and in terms of efficiency, trains definitely beat planes by a huge margin. What about transcontinental travel? Like, would we build trains over the ocean or would airplanes be excusable at that point? Well, boats, boats would be excusable. Maybe. Boats are safe because, you know, you can have lifeboats and people can survive on the water. But, uh, you know, they really just can't survive plummeting to their death from 30,000 feet. You're probably not going to survive that. But, uh, you know, if, if you're on a boat and the boat sinks, but there's enough lifeboats for everyone, then that, that's perfectly safe. And uh, I think there's a good chance of everyone making it off alive. Um but there have been proposals for a uh, trans-world type highway. I think it should be a trans-world type railroad. And all you'd need to do essentially would be to build one, uh, one bridge over the Bering Strait. And that would connect the uh, Americas and uh, Russia. And you could go from Alaska to Russia. And the train would be built uh, with one end on the tip of uh, South America. Uh, by Argentina and all that, and then you go up through Central America um, and uh, through North America, and then you cut over the Bering and into Russia, and from there you can access Asia and Africa and Europe, and I, gu I guess Australia would be left out, but, you know, uh, aside from that, you could theoretically build a, a train that covers the entire, you know, all the continents with the exception of uh, Australia. Uh, one, one obstacle would be the Central American swamps because, you know, that'd be hard to build a track through. But the main, the main obstacle is the Bering Strait, which don't you worry the fact that making a uh, trail like railroads, shit like that would cost like a lot of resources and take up a lot of spaces from like environmental stuff. Probably not provided there's only one railroad and it, it, it visits each city in an efficient manner. Uh, I, th I think currently aircraft uses up a lot more resources than one railroad that would theoretically be able to cover the entire world. Uh, you know, and you could even build solar panels on it. So it'd be 100% renewable. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think a world-spanning railroad is a lot more futuristic idea than what we've currently got going on, which are air, you know, airlines. And sure, the chemtrails probably aren't toxic for you, but they still burn up a lot of fuel. Like airplanes burn up an obscene amount of fuel uh, without much, you know, point to it other than, wow, we can go up in the air 30,000 feet, which is just a gimmick. You don't need to get from point A to point B like that. Uh, it's not, it's not really that efficient. Any other questions? Would you, would you be interested in traveling to South America? Any country? Yeah. Yeah. South America has some great stuff. You can see uh, Machu Picchu. You can see Rio de Janeiro, which is real nice. I, I like South America and Central America because they're, uh, they're, they're, representative democracies uh they're, they're some of the only ones in the world besides uh, the u.s uh I'd, I'd be interested mainly in uh heading down to mexico and uh, checking out some stuff you know some really really interesting stuff in mexico but uh, i mean yeah i'd be open to south america too there's a lot of uh, interesting uh stuff in the amazon and the like and i've read books about you know the uh the uh, the Incans and their uh, their political structure, and I think uh, you know seeing seeing something archaeological like that would be neat. I also hear Rio de Janeiro is pretty cool, and uh, a lot of Brazilian towns are nice. Any other questions? Um, let me think. About forty minutes till the uh, epic free copy of Rubbish Randy is uh, given out. So, still time for quite a few interesting questions. Very interesting questions this week, by the way. It's been a while since there are this many interesting questions asked on episodes. So. Um, would you ever consider doing merch for your comics, like shirts or like plushes or something? Yeah, I have considered expanding the, uh, you know, the uh, type of stuff I sell. Uh, that's always kind of been the idea with me including novels in my comics catalog. Uh, I, I probably don't plan on making any shirts uh, unless I unless I learn to sew, because, you know, those are often crafted in third world sweatshops. But, uh, and, and also I just feel like a shirt is kind of a very basic merch to offer. I'd have a lot more interesting merch than that. For in, for for instance, I plan on releasing a Nicholas Comics board game eventually, which would be a lot of fun. Also, a Nicholas Comics card game along the lines of Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, some other merch I'm I'm planning on putting out in the future, if you could consider it merch, is some uh, Nicholas Comics VHS tapes with uh, my best content on them. A more on medicine, Vice. A breakthrough. I'll put one out with the Orwellians on it, and those will those will be available if I ever figure out how to transfer my MP4 files onto VHS. Uh, but you know, there, there's probably some other interesting merch I could make, like uh, you know, mugs or something. The shirts are kind of basic, so I, I'd like to explore some other types of merch. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what's you can go ahead. 
what's your opinion on the Vatican? I know this might be a political question. Uh, my opinion on America? On the Vatican. Oh, the Vatican. Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah, that's how you say it. Uh, well, as an atheist, I, I really have no feelings on it, because it's not the world's only theocracy. There's also Saudi Arabia and Israel, you know, quite a few theocracies out there. I, th I think the Vatican doesn't really pose much of a threat in terms of, like, power or something, because it's really tiny. Uh, and I think in terms of, you know, Rome as a whole or Italy as a whole, I think... I, th I think, you know, Italy is such a cool country with so much modern stuff that it kind of really doesn't matter that there's this little Catholic theocracy in the middle of it. But uh, in terms of, like, you know, Catholicism or whatever, yeah, you know, I, I really don't, I really don't see the Vatican as that, as that bad overall, you know. I, I find it interesting that they have the world's only ATM machine that, uh, is in Latin. That's kind of interesting. But I wouldn't consider visiting there if I went to Rome just because I'm an atheist and that kind of stuff doesn't interest me. But, you know, teach their own. I'm, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's it's a really bad country because uh, it's really not. All they do is sell, you know, it's just basically a, a big gift shop. So, yeah. Any other questions? Um, well, earlier you mentioned you would consider doing VHSs. Would you also consider doing like Blu-rays or DVDs or not? And why? No, because I consider DVDs and Blu-rays to be inferior formats. They rot a lot more. They're a lot more prone to damage. And I'd feel like I was ripping people off if I sold DVDs or Blu-rays. I tried putting my movie Vice on DVD once, and it was a disaster. Uh, it would only play the first scene of the movie. And they would go back to the main menu. And I didn't have a remote uh, for the for the DVD player because, uh, you know, I got from 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 thrift store. So I wasn't able to play my own movie on my own DVD player. And with a VHS, that, that kind of thing would never happen. VHS is a much more reliable format. Uh, I'd only consider selling my uh, videos on VHS. But uh, there was a time when I was like, yeah, I'll give DVD a try. And uh, it didn't work out. So... I, I think VHS is definitely the route I plan on going on. I've invested in a uh, HDMI to RCA converter. I've also got two RCA cables ready to go. Uh, just a just a little more equipment, and I'll I'll be ready to start transferring my MP4 files onto VHS, which is something I'm very excited for because not only will my work be preserved for future generations to enjoy, but also, of course, I get to print out fun customized. Uh, VHS cases and descriptions and the like and some fun cover art and that's always exciting anyway, Any other questions? People will still um, look back on your work after you are gone Yeah, probably they they probably will I mean, you know, as I said, I, I am stuck temporally so uh, you know, I'm a part of history right now, and, and people will look back on this as they would any other type, you know, any, anything else that was uh, good while they, it was around and then it was gone. And I think my after I die, my comics will be the only proof that I ever existed because I'm not going to have any children. So, you know, pretty much uh, my comics kind of just are my offspring, and they'll be the only thing that reminds anyone I was here. 
But uh, yeah, I, I would say people will talk about my comics for a long while after I'm dead. Because, you know, if you create enough stuff, then people will talk about it eventually. And uh, that'll be nice. Uh, I think future generations will definitely have plenty of Nicholas comics to enjoy for as long as they, uh, you know, archive them. Which is why arch archival is an important uh, profession. I definitely respect those in that field. Any other questions? I'm trying to think of some more. Your favorite drink? My favorite drink? Uh, that's a good question. I'd probably go with uh, watermelon juice. It's it's a good juice. I like it. Um, it's probably my favorite. Fraser bottle. Uh. Probably fresh. Juiced right from the melon. Good source of natural sugar. So what's, your opinion? What do you think of fast food? What do I think of fast food? I don't think it's that bad. I mean, there are there there is a, a, a chance that it could be bad, but. I try and give every restaurant a, at least a chance, you know. I, I, I go that I go that far, and uh, pl plenty of fast food is perfectly okay for consumption. I mean, a lot of it isn't. Don't get me wrong. A lot of it is pretty pretty lame as far as that goes. But there are plenty of restaurants that are perfectly perfectly all right, and uh, I, I have no concerns with eating at a restaurant, even a fast one. Any other questions? It's currently 4.09. It's about 40 minutes till the uh, free comic giveaway. So that's exciting. Um, how, how will the, will away, the, the giveaway be? Uh, I'm going to be giving away a free copy of Rubbish Randy. You'll have 10 minutes to answer a trivia question related to one a Nicholas comic, and whoever wins it will get a free copy of Rubbish Randy Crying Behind the Noodles, um, which is my newest comic, and it's very good. Mint condition, it comes glue-bound and autographed, so that's real exciting. Uh, any other questions? Where do you think the like original copies of your comics will go one day? Gosh, the museum, auction. Yeah, probably a museum. That's that's where I would trust them anyway. If I if I will them off, I definitely say you know just display these in a museum for uh, future people to enjoy. Uh, you know, maybe not in a glass case. Maybe like you know just uh, on a on a table with one of those like keychain things on them, so people can flip through them and look at the original work. Like it, like any manuscript, I think it's it's important to ensure that the original copy is available for public viewing, albeit you know maybe a private session like Shakespeare's First Folio. Like you can view Shakespeare's First Folio a hundred percent for free, which is kind of interesting. You just go in and say, "Hey, I want to see it," and they'll be like, "Okay, sure, here it is." You have like an hour to look at it, and then you then you go, and you know that's all you, that's all you got to do. So yeah, I'd probably donate my comics the original copies for uh, academic purposes. Um, that's probably the best, the best, uh, you know, that's probably what I'd, I'd choose to do with them. I probably wouldn't give them to 
I probably wouldn't give them to a uh, private collectors because you know uh, wh why you know I I'd like I'd like if the public would be able to enjoy them. Yeah, Pug Studio. Pug Studio 48 says, I think as technology upgrades, putting it out open wouldn't be as necessary. Well, it would be. I mean, you know, you can scan it in, but at the end of the day, an original manuscript is a historical artifact. And uh, it's definitely important to keep those in museums for, uh, for people to see. Because, you know, I mean, you know, a PDF of the first folio is not as good as seeing the authentic first folio. Um. Anywho, uh, any question? Which museum do you think it would go to? Like the BBC or like? Probably not the BBC. I have a I have a reputation of not being too fond of Britain. But probably the Louvre, or uh, you know, maybe one of the American art galleries. Maybe uh, maybe the Denver Art Museum. They might get quite quite a, a percentage of my work you know i i don't think the denver art museum has any exhibit worth anything really it's a very underwhelming art museum so i might donate my uh, comics to the denver art museum once i'm gone because uh, you know they deserve uh, an interesting exhibit to keep people entertained uh other than that though i'd probably donate at least some to the louvre because i think it's a good a good good museum with a good reputation and uh any other questions it's uh, 413 and about to give away that free copy of college buddies so you're not college buddies rubbish randy do you think that food supplies are lowering down over time uh, no, I don't think food supplies are lowering down. I think the, the main problem is that the population is rising too much. Uh, you know, well, the earth can point. easily... Like the, more the more people there is, wouldn't that mean that, you know, supply of food, water, and all that shit would be dropping down at the same time? Oh, it remains the same because there's always the same amount of matter on Earth, with the exception of meteorites. I mean, even when water evaporates, it doesn't leave Earth. It just turns into rain and then goes back down i think the problem is the population rising the amount of food and water remains the same but if there are too many people then it, it can't feed all that you know there's only a, there's only a finite amount of food that the earth can sustain and that's about enough for like seven billion people so any more than that and that's, that's too much you know but uh yeah, I'd say the Earth can't really run out of water. There's always been the same amount of water on the Earth. Um, and uh, water is pretty easy to filter. If you have uh, some mesh or iodine tablets, uh, you just put it in there and it can basically get rid of all the salt or bacteria. But, you know, that, that can be time-consuming. So freshwater sources are definitely something to, to protect, I'd say. But I wouldn't say we're running out of food or water. I'd say the population is just getting too big. That's that's the main issue. Be a point where people are going to get killed off. Yeah, I wouldn't say people are going to get killed off necessarily. I think that'd be uh, I think that'd be an inefficient way of lowering the population. I think the best way would be just to voluntarily not have children. 
because let's be honest, the world doesn't need any more children. There's enough, um, you know, and if they want to have children then that's their business, but I think currently right now, there's really no need to have children. Uh, it, it really doesn't accomplish anything. It lowers the overall standard of living for everyone who's already born. And if you don't have a child, you don't need to kill anyone because they don't exist. Um, uh, just pretty basic well, stuff. So, yeah. Pretty sure places, some place in Asia, like I think China, um, forces family to only have one daughter and one son. And if you have more than that, I thought it was uh, a one-child policy where you could only have just one child. Yeah, it, period. It, oh, oh, yeah. I, I believe they changed it recently to two. China's because, definitely very smart to implement that because they had a lot of overpopulation over there. So they are smart to say, you know, two's the limit. You know, it, it's nice that they changed it to two because, you know, that's the standard nuclear family. But, uh, you know, if they raise it to three or something, then that's not good. I respect China. A lot of their, uh, a lot of their policies are very innovative. And I think uh, that's definitely a step in the right direction to curbing overpopulation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, any other questions? Um. Hmm. You mentioned. Actually, no, that's not a good question. Does anybody else have a question? You you said that you really like the how do you pronounce it the Louvre the Louvre yeah yeah the Louvre uh, the Louvre muse uh, museum why yeah. why is that well I just think it's it it's it's probably the best gallery in the world I mean you got the Mona Lisa there you can see the Mona Lisa in person also just a lot of other good stuff and they have regular exhibits from other countries all around the world. Uh, I'd say it's definitely the best, the best gallery. Not necessarily my favorite, but definitely the world's most reputable. And uh, it's just, it's just a very nice public institution. I think it's one of France's most iconic uh, landmarks, and I think uh, to put my art there would be an honor. I, I really like the Louvre. I'm pretty sure the Mona Lisa, like it wasn't popular at first, but like a bunch of people stole it. And they came back, and it stole, got stolen again by one of the janitors. I think one guy stole it. I think yeah, yeah. Uh, all of Leonardo da Vinci's work has always been popular. Yeah, but like the Mona Lisa had a different story where nobody gave a gave a care about it. So then, just sort of people, somebody wanted to steal it to sell it, but didn't want to get caught by it, so they just gave it back one day. And another janitor stole it. If you're interested it. in art theft, I recommend the Caravaggio Conspiracy. Uh, it's a great book, and it, it tells a much more interesting story than the story of the theft of the Mona Lisa. The Caravaggio conspiracy goes in detail about the theft of an obscure artist named Caravaggio and the, uh, the apprehension of some crooks who are trying to sell it, and it's entirely nonfiction. So I definitely recommend that if you're interested in art theft, because it's, it's by uh, Peter Watson, and it's really more fascinating than any type of, uh, you know, fake or type story because it's written from the perspective of this guy who was sent undercover to infiltrate this art theft ring and uh, bring these paintings that were stolen back to the back to the gallery. And uh, fun stuff. I definitely recommend it. Check it out one day. Yeah, great read. Yeah. Uh,
lot of fun. Any other questions? It's currently about uh, 30 minutes until the uh, big giveaway, so Many, hold how on. Long? Uh, 30 minutes, half an hour. Oh. Got to use our time wisely then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. A few more questions. Oh, what do you think of art as a whole? Art as a whole? No, that's a that's a pretty broad question. I think it's definitely one of mankind's greatest inventions, right next to uh, cooking and agriculture. I think I think without art, life would be pretty gosh darn boring. And I think that's why every every culture has some form of art, you know, because it's a great way to pass the time and to entertain oneself and, and communicate. I see your point. Yeah. Now, how about music? Music's okay. I think music takes a lot more technical ability. It takes a lot more uh, time to sink in. And it's also a lot more expensive because you need a lot of equipment. You need synth boards, you need guitars, you need pianos. You yeah, need I, mean, so like, so. I mean like old-timey stuff. You know, not, not like well, future well, music. Oh, like, well, I mean, the synth right has now. been around ever since the 60s. But as far as old-timey stuff goes... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of music from like the fifties. I enjoy, I'd say my favorite is definitely sixties and seventies. And then a little, a little bit of, uh, I mean, there's some modern songs. I like a lot of the experimental, um, uh, electronic stuff. It can be pretty fun. I used to have a very closed mind as far as uh, music went. I used to just like s straight standard uh, rock and roll. You know, then I started listening to some electronic stuff, and I realized, you know, it's not all Skrillex. It's not all dubstep. There's some really fun stuff you can do with the different sounds and whatnot, so. That's true. What are your I thoughts mean, there, on Death some Grips? There's great electronic music. My thoughts on Death Grips? Uh, yeah, electronic uh, experimental hip-hop band. Yeah, they take a different approach. I wouldn't say they're the best hip-hop out there. I think everyone can... I mean, I think there are a lot better hip hop groups out there throughout the years. Uh, as far as death groups go, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're abrasive to the point of being insufferable. They definitely try and push the envelope a lot, and uh, you know, mess around with noise, and and that's interesting. But I wouldn't say they're my favorite, and I wouldn't say they're the one of the best hip hop groups out there. But you know, they're okay. They're definitely uh, one of the more interesting hip hop groups these days. Well, kind of I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're interesting because most of the music is just screaming, screaming loud, loud, and just you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, they said the same thing about you know the Dead Kennedys back in the day, but nowadays sure. you see that is some of the most revolutionary stuff around. Um, any favorite tracks to recommend? Gosh, that's a good question uh, from anyone in particular. Any anyone? No, no. I think he means like. In oh, general, just in general. Uh, some tracks. Uh, I'd recommend. There's a lot of obscure stuff, like from the '90s, uh, early 2000s type era, and the most interesting independent music, which is really the best genre to listen to if you're interested in new sounds and experimentation. The, the best the best independent music is from the 90s because back then it was seriously just unknown it was completely underground nobody nobody except those who were in the scene really knew about it so definitely try and find something that nobody else has heard of 
that's from over 20 years ago and that's when you know you found a like a solid gym like you know good stuff uh, something so obscure that you're pretty much the only one who knows about it and at that point you found something worth listening to mm-hmm. but yeah um uh, uh one one track i'd recommend which i uh, listened to recently is uh miss modular by uh, stereo lab from their album dots and loops pretty cool song uh has has a very nice sound to it i'd recommend it uh not gonna lie, I wouldn't say there's the best, like the best track in like any music-related creation, because people have different tastes for everything, and people have different tastes for music and art. So I don't think like there is the best in the subject of art and music. They, that's true, but I think the mass commercialization of uh, music, which has happened from about two thousand onwards. Uh, and music was always commercialized before then, of course, but it was put out on records and tapes. And back then, uh, it was it was a lot less mainstream versus it was a lot less mainstream versus underground. Maybe it was more so like that. These days, it all kind of blends together into one big blur, and you can't really tell what's independent and what's mainstream and what's not. Uh, it was a lot simpler back when. You know, you you could definitely tell if something was was you know too popular for its own good and not that great, or if it was you know legitimately like a jam. So I, I'd say twenty years would be the uh, the line two thousand two thousand one. Uh, that's that's what I'd recommend going past if you want to find something really interesting. All right, uh, any other questions? What are well, your uh, opinions on? Mr. Wasso. Uh, Mr. Wasso. Uh, I liked his movie Rubber. I think Rubber is a fun, a fun movie. I regularly say it's uh, one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. I got to see it in theaters, and it was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Oh, his yeah. music is, eh. I mean, I think his movies are way better. But you know, his his songs are okay. I like uh, I like Lamb's Anger a lot. And I think France just generally puts out some solid, some solid acts. I mean, France just has some good stuff going for it. Yeah, Robert's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed Robert a lot. Anyway, uh, um, any other questions? What are some of your favorite musical groups or artists in general? Hmm. Like I said, I, I like the Talking Heads quite a bit. Um, gosh, what else? I like uh, I like a lot of uh, vaporwave type uh, acts like uh, S Dynamic Shroud's pretty good. Um, else, I like a lot of uh, '70s type bands, uh, Kraftwerk, uh, uh, '60s type, um, psych rock mainly is uh, really really good and they have the best groups from uh, 13th floor elevators strawberry alarm clock uh, edison lighthouse solid stuff really really good stuff any other questions uh have you heard of king gizzard and the lizard wizard 
Yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, as as far as new type Psychrock goes, it's passable. But there's better, there's better, more authentic sounding Psychrock out there. But you know, they're okay. I, I I like Greta Van Fleet. I think their their sound is very gritty. Oh, and some yeah. people say it's derivative of Led Zeppelin, but I say you know Led Zeppelin isn't around anymore. So so long as there's new songs that sound like Led Zeppelin, that's perfectly all right. You know, so long as they're not just the same songs uh, under different titles, because that'd be plagiarism. You you can't accuse a band of just sounding like someone else. That's not fair. You know, uh, I think Greta Van Fleet sounds great. Any, any other questions? Yeah. From 2020 and 2021, would I recommend? Yeah, I've been keeping up to date with the uh, recent acts pretty much. Uh, I'd recommend... Uh, yeah, probably... Uh, I'd recommend a band called uh, Cheek Face. They got some pretty good songs. Also, uh, Jordana. Um, and... Uh, Gosh, what else? Uh, there, there are quite a few I could say that you know I should definitely check out. Um, Magnolia, Magnolia is really good, but you know there aren't that many this 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 year that I've really been blown away by. Uh, th th like I said, there are some some stuff from like 1997 that you hear it and you're like, holy cow, how didn't I know about this? You know. Uh, it's always interesting to find something from back in the day. That's 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 always the uh, main goal. Um. Uh, anyway, it's four twenty nine. Twenty minutes till that free comic, and uh, I'm pretty hyped. Yep. Any other questions? Yeah. Uh, Uh, about the psych rock, do you do you listen to the Who? Yeah, the Who's good. Uh, I like the Kinks. I think the Kinks are the best band of the British Invasion. Oh, yeah. But the Who's okay. The, the Who's fine. And some of their songs, like uh, Bob O'Reilly, "Won't Get Fooled Again." I like Pinball Wizard. It's the only song about pinball, and I just find that really interesting. I think the the pinball deserves a good song, you know, and. And Pinball Wizard definitely, definitely delivers on that. What are your thoughts on music from like other countries? Well, besides France, which you've already discussed, like Japanese music, maybe. Yeah, I'd say uh, Japanese is good when it comes to jazz. There's some very nice jazz in uh, Japan. Not so much with pop. I don't like uh, J-pop or K-pop, or but Japan has some nice jazz. I'll give it that. Um, as far as uh, there's a lot of good good stuff out of South Africa, lots of good music from South Africa, um, and of course some really great acts from uh, Korea. But like I said, not really K-pop because it's very uh, it's not that great. But uh, you know, there's some there's some good stuff from uh, Japan. Uh, City pop's pretty nice. Yeah. Any other questions? Let's 
about uh, 4.30 and uh, about 19 minutes till that free comic giveaway. So uh, really looking forward to that. What would you like to leave if you were given the opportunity to live elsewhere? I prefer Denver. It's a very nice city, and I think I think it deserves a celebrity of its own. I think it doesn't have enough culture, really. So I'm 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 honored to give it that that chance. And I think Denver is a nice city. I don't think I'd really like to live anywhere else. I was born here. I've lived here for my entire life. So I I like Denver. It's it's a great place to live, and uh, I look forward to living here for years and years and i probably won't ever move anywhere else because there's really no point you know but i i'd like to visit quite a few places mm -hmm. any other questions mm. Do you play any instruments? Like I play any instruments? Yeah, I play the harmonica. I like the harmonica. I think it's 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 an underrated instrument. I if I could play one instrument, I'd like to get my hand on on a theremin sometime because those can just produce some really really fun sounds. But uh, currently, I'm I'm really into harmonica. Harmonica is great. It it can really. Uh, and also, it's it's portable. You know, that's that's what's nice about it. I have an acoustic guitar, but it's it's huge. You know, so carrying it everywhere can be a yeah. real nuisance. Harmonica's nice size, and it sounds just as good as any bigger instrument. Hmm. Any other Do questions? Harmonica, like in specific. Yeah, there are a few uh, classic type harmonica songs, a lot by uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, what I like about You by the Romantics has, has an epic harmonica solo. Uh, there's also Piano Man by Billy Joel. It's a harmonica classic. And, of course, a lot of Bob Dylan stuff. You know, lots of that is harmonica. Harmonica is actually a really versatile instrument. A lot of famous songs use harmonica, more, more than you'd give it credit for. Mm -hmm. Especially classic rock. Yeah. Could you play the harmonica? Yeah, the harmonica is a lot easier than all the other uh, instruments, pretty much, because there's only tin holes. Uh, uh, either blow or uh, or either breathe in or breathe out. It's pretty easy. Harmonica always is guaranteed to sound good. That's what I like about harmonica. No tuning. No, uh, you know, no, no real, you don't even really need to learn the harmonica. You just pick it up, you use it, it'll sound nice. Har harmonica is, is a pretty good instrument. It's also very versatile. It can fit in a lot of genres. It can uh, work fine on its own. And it's, it's been around for quite a while and it's, it's a good instrument. Hmm. Yeah. Any other questions? About 15 minutes here to the free comic uh, giveaway. How, how old are you? 19. Hmm. 
Recently turned 19. My birthday's April 20th. April 20th, 2002, so I'm 19. Um, yeah. Any questions? April 20th, that's, that's I mean, you know, 420. Right, weed day. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, 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 uh, I don't know. It, 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 it's mixed. I, I like having my birthday on weed day. Honestly, I don't think there needs to be a weed day. If everywhere just legalized weed, you get over it. I mean, marijuana really isn't worth having a holiday for. But if there is and it happens to be my birthday, then so be it, you know. That's what I say. Uh, but it's an interesting holiday nonetheless. And uh, an interesting day to be born. Yeah. Do you believe it sounded like you believe we should be legalized, which I mean, I agree with that. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. I live in Colorado and weed culture is very prevalent over here. And uh, I, I frankly don't get it. I think it's been hyped out of proportion. So once weed is legalized, people will stop hyping it up and people can just shut up and smoke it. And, and the whole uh look at me, I'm a stoner, I'm so crazy type stuff will just, you know, kind of die out and that'll be nice because I'm, I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the hype, all the, all the advertising and stuff. It's like, just smoke it if, if you're gonna, you know, it, it gets sold pretty fast living in a state where weed is legal. And a lot of people think that that, that actually qualifies as like local culture, just weed's legal in your state. And that doesn't qualify as local culture because it, it doesn't produce anything. All it produces is tourism revenue. And, you know, there should be some, some books or some movies that qualifies as culture, that qualifies as a state's output, uh, a state's productivity. If all Colorado has going for it is skiing and weed, that's not culture. Uh, those are just two things you can do here. Uh, so as far as that goes, I think it'll be very beneficial for every state to just legalize weed. And then Colorado won't be an exception. It'll just be every state has legal weed. So, you know, you can just be quiet about it and stop talking about it because it's not that interesting. It's just weed. Um and living here in Colorado, just the the uh, pop culture is just oversaturated with it. It gets really old really fast. And uh, anywho, uh, any other questions? Mm -hmm. Just about uh, three more questions we have time for, because uh, it's about 12 minutes to the uh, free comic giveaway. So if you have a question, now's your chance. You'll ask questions, anything whatsoever. What do I like to do on my birthday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's only one day, so there's not that much to do. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing particular. Cake, ice cream. And nothing specific to my birthday. I mean, there's only so much you can do in one day. But uh, I like, uh, you know, I like turning a year older. That's nice. A lot What's of people don't like aging. 
Uh, chocolate, definitely, definitely chocolate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like aging, but as I see it, the, the older I get, the the more reputable I am. You know, uh, I is having lived almost two decades on this earth by now, I feel pretty qualified. Uh, it, it's reassuring to know that you've lived decades and decades and decades, and it's great. Uh, mm. Anywho, uh, any other questions before we move on to the com- giveaway? Uh, again, the question will be really easy, so I'm sure someone will win it before the time runs out. So, What are your thoughts on uh, virtual reality? My gosh, that's a good question. I think, like I said earlier, uh, no simulation is capable of reproducing reality exactly. So I think virtual reality as it currently exists uh, is pretty lame and not worth investing in, especially considering a VR headset can be really expensive. You'd probably just have more fun getting a standard gaming console. But uh, I mean, virtual reality, uh, it's not it's not anything worth getting excited over because at the end of the day, it's yet, it's yet another simulation that can't capture reality accurately. Uh, The only difference is that it's on your head now and you can look around as opposed to looking at a screen. That's, that's about the only difference. Uh, It's nothing worth getting excited over. There's been hype over it since the nineties. Sure. These days, you you can have virtual reality. That's not the question of whether it's possible or not. Of course, it's possible. The question is, is it worth doing? And in my opinion, uh, it's not even a step above a standard video game. It's it's just a gimmick. And it'll probably die out like 3D movies did in the 50s. Because it really doesn't add anything much. Hmm. I personally disagree, but, you know, we can agree to disagree on that. Yeah, it's not surprising on how long it took to make VR because there's a lot of factors involved from uh, keeping all the senses activated to you know being immersive, motion control. Uh, I- I'm not surprised that it took until about 2015 for realistic VR. I recall reading a book called uh, Visions of the Future by Mikio Kaku in about 2010, and he predicted things like space elevators and virtual reality and cars that run on water. And I can say that his description of virtual reality is pretty accurate from back then. Um, it's pretty much how he said it would be. I think the third wave of VR tech will be pretty alright. I think virtual reality is a waste of time. And and vi- again, video games are just a form of entertainment. And a very trivial one at that, because they're always constrained. They're always confined by something. Uh, that being the amount of storage you can hold on a disc uh, and uh, reality is so complex I don't think there will ever be a 100% facsimile so the, the best one should settle for is to have video games just be like Pac-Man that's about the limits of uh, how interesting they can get uh, Pac-Man it's a game that you couldn't play if it wasn't on a computer because it can only run on a computer because the behavior of Pac-Man is determined by a computer algorithm I, th- I think VR is pretty much a gimmick like 3D glasses were back in the 50s. Everyone put them on. Everyone was like, whoa, it's a 3D movie. And then they realized, oh, these movies aren't that great. The only gimmick they have is that they're in 3D. 
So I think something similar will happen with VR goggles. People will put them on, be like, wow, it's like I'm actually in the world. And then they'll just be like, oh, it's the same. And they'll go back to standard uh, gaming consoles. Because at the end of the day, that's just what VR helmets are. They're just really fancy 3D glasses. Um, and 3D glasses are one of the weirdest gimmicks I've ever seen. I mean, they really don't do anything. I've, I've seen movies in 3D, and they're not that great. They're, they're not that far above what you can get with just a high-res camera and, and some depth, depth perception with lens. So, yeah, I, th I think VR is pretty underwhelming, and I don't think it, it really elevates the medium beyond what it was at already, especially considering everything in VR is just made of little triangles and pixels, and, you know, you can't do much with that. Wasn't most everything digital made out of pixels nowadays? Yeah, nowadays it is, but that's really the only reason uh, video games make more money than comics or books or movies, because coding takes a lot of uh, hours to learn. It's very, it's very arcane. You know, when when knowledge and you know skills are freely available with the internet. Uh, you have to capitalize on skills that are so obscure that it takes years and years to learn them, like a, a full course of Raspberry Pi or Python or Java. So if you learn all that stuff, then you can make that bank. You can make those, you can make big money if you know how to code. But if you don't, then you'll be left in the dust because mediums that don't require coding like movies or, you know, writing, uh, you know, that, that doesn't take code at all. Uh, but it, the reason it's lucrative is because it's exclusive, as all lucrative things are. The rarer something is, such as skill in coding, uh, the more it'll be worth. That's just how economics work. Um, anyway, it's 445. I think we have time for one more question for the big comic giveaway. So uh, whoever wants to, uh, go ahead and ask. What do you think of ARGs? ARGs. I think ARGs are actually a very promising medium. I've I've been into them for a while. They're a lot of fun, and they remind me of you know. I mean, ARGs aren't necessarily new. They're they have a lot of predecessors. Fun codes have been around for a long time. You know, getting the code ring in the box of Ovaltine that goes all the way back to the 1940s. But it's a lot of fun to find a puzzle and solve it, and it all ties into one big story. It's it's a lot of fun. ARGs are definitely one of the most promising mediums that came came out in the 21st century. A lot more promising than video games or VR helmets because you know they 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 really blend reality and fiction in a compelling and interesting way. And if done right, an ARG can just be a seamless experience. It can be really fun. Um, I, I see good stuff for ARGs in the future. There's there's probably going to be some great ARGs out there. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on ARGs. Fun art form. I I really, mm -hmm. I really am into them. They're 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 a lot of fun, and they can, you can do so much more with ARGs than you can with video games because you can incorporate all kinds of mediums, and stuff, and text and images and all kinds of stuff. And I mean ARGs are just they're a lot they're a lot of fun. I uh, I definitely see good things for them in in the upcoming decade. I think uh, the 2020s will definitely be the decade they go mainstream. 
and everyone will start playing them, and you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, it's 4.47, so I'm going to go ahead and start the uh, free comic giveaway. So if you think you know the answer to to uh, today's question, just go ahead and blurt it out or uh, type it out in chat if you don't have a microphone, and uh, somebody will be walking away with a free copy of Rubbish Randy Crying Behind the Noodles, the, the newest Nicholas comic featuring Rubbish Randy on his endless clout quest it's a lot of fun based on the original 25 meme series back in August of uh, 2020. This comic takes rubbish Randy and uh, really elevates him, really fleshes him out. So I think uh, you'll definitely enjoy it if you win it. All right, here's today's trivia question. Um, answer before, uh, answer in the, sometime in the next 12 minutes, and the comic is yours. Uh, what Denver neighborhood? Do the college buddies vandalize with toilet paper in College Buddies 5? That's the question. If you think hmm. you know the answer, then go ahead and shout it out. And uh, the first one to answer correctly will uh, win the free free comics. So. I'll stop talking and uh, leave you to it. If you think you know the answer, go ahead and say it. Uh, hmm. can, uh, can you repeat the question, please? The question is, which Denver neighborhood... Do the college buddies vandalize with toilet paper in College Buddies 5? Okay. I'm not sure if I know that one. Hmm. Well, as I said, you don't have to have read College Buddies 5 to answer this. Uh, there, are, There's a finite amount of Denver neighborhoods, so... There's a hint. There are only so many, so... One of them is correct. Free to use any search engine uh, during this, by the way. Any resource at your disposal, go ahead. Denver neighborhood do the college buddies vandalize with toilet paper in College Buddies 5? It's near the beginning of College Buddies 5. If you think you know the answer, then go ahead and say it. And the first one to answer correctly wins Rubbish Randy Crying Behind the Noodles. Blue bound and autographed. It's ten minutes till the uh, till this over. Hopefully, someone answers in the next ten minutes. Which Denver neighborhood do the college buddies vandalize in College Buddies 5 with toilet paper?
If you haven't read College Buddies 5, you can randomly shout out the names of Denver neighborhoods and one of them will be correct. As simple as that. First one to answer with the correct neighborhood wins a free copy of Rubbish Randy. Seems to be a lot of neighborhoods. In a... There are quite a few, but if you answer with the correct one, then you win. You win the comics. So uh, the sooner the better, because uh, everyone is uh, trying to answer at the same time. So first one answer correctly wins the free copy of Rubbish Randy. Central Park? No. Cherry Creek? No. Eight minutes here. Baker? No. Which Denver neighborhood do the college buddies vandalize with toilet paper? Want Claire? No. And of course, every time I say no, that's one off the list, so the number of possibilities grows smaller. Want Montclair? There are 78 neighborhoods in Denver. Yep, so I'd suggest listing them off as fast as possible, and if you answer with the correct one, then you win the comic. So, seven minutes. All you need to do is say the name of the neighborhood. You don't need to have read the comic. You just need to say the name of the neighborhood. And considering Park they're Park Hill, no. An amount of, of possibilities here, so just spit them out as fast as possible. You got six minutes. North Park Hill? No. Which Denver neighborhood do the college buddies... Uh, what was that? You, you had something, sir? Hmm? Guess. But Fox Studios said Montclair. Yeah, okay, not Montclair. It's already said. Uh, not, not, not Park Hill, not uh, Cherry Creek, not Baker. Um, again, just list them off as fast as possible. And uh, one of you will be correct. 
No, not Lowry. Whittier? Whittier? Oh, not Whittier. Fort Logan? No, not Fort Logan. Five minutes. Time's running out. Um, Washington, Virginia Vale. Oh. All right, Yo, what's up? You can win the free comic, sir, if you answer this simple question. What Denver neighborhood do the college buddies vandalize with toilet paper in College Buddies 5? Alamo? No. Capitol Hill? No. West Bullfuck? No. Montbello? No. Belcaro? No. Four minutes here. If you think you know Time the answer. Time is clicking. Lowry? No, not Lowry. If you think you know the answer, go ahead and shout it out. Cheeseman Park? Down to like no, not Cheeseman. We're down to like if forty. We're down to like what forty neighborhoods here. We've eliminated quite a few. No. Montbello. No. Lodo. Three minutes. Curtis. No, not Curtis. Highland. Marley. Uh, someone said Highland Park, Highlands Ranch, or Highland Park. Uh, uh, ranch. Oh yeah, Highlands Ranch. No. Three minutes. Glendale. No. Cheeseman Park. Ready said Cheeseman no. Park. Oh, I wasn't here to South hear that. Park Hill. No. Platt Park. No. Aurelia. No. Marley. Five points. No. Oh, Green Valley uh, Ranch. What did you say, sir? Sandia. Uh, what did I say? Uh, five points. Yes, that's correct. You've you've won rubbish, Randy. Good Ooh, job, sir. For real? Oh! For real? Wait, 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 for real? With with two minutes on the clock, you've won rubbish, Randy. Congratulations. Let's go. Sir. Whoa. <laughs> God damn. I do, I do a free comic giveaway every Saturday from 3 to 5 if enough people are on. So, uh, you know, I, I it, it's it's best with a heated competition. So if you'd be interested in uh, winning a, a different free comic, then go ahead and, and tune in and be sure that, you know, there's at least three people on here. I, I try and uh, give away a free comic every week. But if there are enough people, then, you know, it's not much fun. But uh, Sandy has won. Sandy has won the free copy of rubbish, Randy crying behind the noodles. Uh, congratulations, sir. Oh, thanks, man. How's it feel? How's it feel to be to be uh, to have won a free comic? That must feel very interesting. Anywho, oh, a fascinating. It, it, it feels all right. Yeah, fascinating Q and A overall. Uh, some yeah. very interesting questions this week. It's been a while since uh, this many interesting questions were asked. So uh, yeah, it's four fifty nine. And uh, uh, this, the recorded version of this episode will be going up soon. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, yeah. until next Saturday. Can I, have, 
Can I have one final question before everyone leaves? Uh, well, sure. Go, go for it. Go for it. What What was the most intriguing thing about this? The the most uh, the best question you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh gosh, I'd probably say. Uh, do I regret having made any of my comics? I haven't been asked that before. Uh, that's an interesting mm -hmm. question. Do I regret having made any of them? Anyway, uh, that's about it for this week. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff all around. Great. Do you want to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have. You can appear in the next episode. If you want to buy Nicholas Comics, write to Nicholas K. 1424 Columbine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>